Megan Hicks of I Run Far. I'm with Katie Scheid. It's the day after the 2023 Western States 100, and you are the women's second place finisher. Congratulations. Thank you, Megan. Always good to see you. <laughs> Always good to see you, too, especially with the performance that you had yesterday. How's that feel at this moment? Uh, it feels like <laughs> kind of a relief in some ways, but also just like that I was. I'm just like proud that I was able to like put the pieces together at the right time. So is that sort of like the summary the day after is that you felt like you put the pieces together in a way that you're proud of? Yeah, I think I just, I brought myself to a start line like in the best possible, with like the best po possible preparation I could. And mm -hmm. it luckily it just like worked out well. It doesn't always work out like that. So mm -hmm. I was hoping it could. <laughs> Yeah, the um, blessing and the curse of the 100-mile race is that you never know how it's going to turn out until it turns out. Yeah, that's why we keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of coming back, you now have an F2 oh bib gosh. should you want it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to ask the question. I knew you were going to ask this, and I don't really know how to answer. Yeah, I would have to, if you could give me, like, the winter's snow forecast, like, months in advance, <laughs> then I could probably give you a better answer. But no, it'll depend a lot on, like, what my partner Jarma wants to do next year and how we want to coordinate the summer and hopefully spend more time together. I understand. <laughs> um, you're going to get that question a lot today if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a good answer. <laughs> um, let's start with yesterday morning. Um, we just interviewed Courtney DeWalter and she talked about a really good, cool climb up the escarpment with you. What was that like? Yeah, that was fun. I mean, I think just the whole start scene in general is just such a change from European racing mm -hmm. that it was fun to just be with kind of like a small group of people. Mm -hmm. It was like a very civil pace. <laughs> Nobody was, you Coming know. Coming out at like a 420 mile. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a good time. I mean, I thought we had like a pack of girls right behind us. And then at one point I looked back and I was like, oh no, it's just us. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I guess we'll just keep going then um, thinking that like they would find us eventually. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think we kind of got off on our own in the snow tree scrambling adventure part and got to hang out a little bit. Were shoes the appropriate devices for the high country travel yesterday or would a pair of skis actually have helped? I actually think shoes would have been better than okay. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was like a little chunky to be on with skis. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you go into this race with uh, sort of like a yeah, goal times. Were you looking at that course record um, splits and paces throughout the day? How did you sort of strategically plan yesterday out? So nothing was planned. Um, <laughs> I didn't learn about, I mean, I kind of knew the time range of Robinson, but I knew okay. that the conditions were bad. So I was thinking like, yeah, I knew that I think five was around the course yeah. record. That was the only split I knew oh, that's of awesome. the whole race. So <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, and then Roger at, um, I think after last chance volunteer, he yelled to me, you're two minutes under the course record. And that was the first time that idea even came into my head. Interesting. Yeah. I looked at his name tag because I was like, thanks Roger. <laughs> thanks Roger. Thanks Roger. <laughs> but, um, then when I got to, to Michigan bluff and saw like the crew again, then they were telling me like, okay, you're like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes under a course record. And that gave me. I mean, Courtney was starting to slip away at that point, and I was wondering, like, how much I could really try to claw even just to keep that gap. So it kind of gave me this, like, new person to race, which was Ellie, and then it was me racing Ellie. Mm. And so what was that like? What did that 
yeah, was that, um, was it like, uh, courage giving, like, just like, this is a way to drive you forward? Were you like starting to run a little scared? Like, am I going to get to this spot on course record pace? Like, how was that mentally sitting with you? Yeah, I was asking my pacer Topher, like, continue, like, not continuously, but he was keeping me updated, like, hey, you got 15 minutes, you got, I don't know, nine minutes, and then I was starting to lose time because mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling so great, but it kind of was that thing that kept pushing me, and I think I was really lucky, actually, to have that because then the girls mm-hmm. behind me made up a ton of time at yeah. the end, so I could have had an, a real person instead of an imaginary person right behind me. <laughs> I guess it's better to have the imaginary person then. Yeah, she was very nice. (laughs) Well, Ellie is very nice in person too, so it's fitting. I would like to meet her at some point. Um, Tell us about the last, like, I don't know, let's talk about Forest Hill towards the river. Start with that. Um, You and Courtney had stayed quite close together for a while, but like you said, after that you were in sort of no woman's land. Um, Interesting to know that you were using the course record time as your motivator when you couldn't see the women in front of you anymore and you couldn't see any women behind you. Yeah, that was basically my, that, that was what I was racing. So, um, yeah, I was just with Topher and I just, I, before that, like going up towards Devil's Thumb, I was getting a little bit hot and I didn't, I knew I didn't want to get to the top cooked. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just went a little defensive there and was like, all right, I'm good at hiking. This is something I can like relatively pull back on let Courtney go I could see her at the top and um yeah and I think that was good because when I got to the top I still felt like pretty good and could still run down pretty fast Mm. um so yeah like condition the conditions starting started to show themselves in a way that you needed to moderate just a wee bit yeah I knew that like I had a there was a higher chance of the girls behind me catching me than me making some huge push to try to get to Courtney yeah so in my mind it was like okay we have this course record split that gives me some motivation, but also don't like, this is my first Western States. I don't need to take like an enormous risk to do something. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you did have some, a few low patches sort of come and go there. It seemed like, yeah, it seemed like things were a wee bit serious for a little while. Yeah. Right after green gate, I had some low moments, um, (laughs) that Topher was around for. Um, it was mostly my stomach and which is normal, but I felt like I could still keep my legs moving. It was mostly just getting my head and stomach to cooperate. Uh, but then we got to quarry road and Scott Jurek and Hal corner gave me Mm. a quesadilla (laughs) and it kind of like brought me back. Um, yeah. And you could actually eat the quesadilla. Yeah. I could get that down. Um, yeah, that that was kind of like the turning point. It was also when I was seeing I was losing time on the okay. splits and was then I was starting to ask Topher more like, okay, do you know how far? And then he was giving me distances in miles, which I was trying to convert to kilometers. Can you please speak kilometers to me? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I was doing some math in my head. <laughs> Probably was going difficultly. Yeah, but no, I, th- I, I felt like once I crossed the road, it was sort of really in sight in my head and that's when I was able to just like just relax and it was also nice to take off my pack at Pointed Rocks mm. and just take a bottle mm. and just kind of like run like fun just like okay this is fun there's yeah. only there's less than an hour left and I, I think I can do this. What a great mentality for like the last six miles of a hundred mile race to try to have fun or to actually have fun. 
yeah, I think I was in a unique position that like I wasn't racing a real person at that yeah. point. It was really just me convincing myself I needed to race a race Ellie who was not even there. Um, yeah. Um, interestingly, like you not only had fun, it seems, but you also ran quite fast. You left behind your pacer at that point in the race. Yeah, Tover did a lot of work for me yeah. up until then. So he needed, I mean, he was prepping to do the live feed and he has to do the announcing later. So is that uh, he needed to take a little bit of a break? Yeah, he he was just letting me do it by thing. <laughs> um, what did it feel like to come down from Roby Point, run through town, uh, do a three hundred meter lap of the track? You did it quite fast. You were on the move on the track. <laughs> um, what was going on in your head? Um, honestly, I don't. I it was really nice to see all the people out in the street. It felt like I was, you know, marching in the Memorial Day mm -hmm. parade again. But um, I was so I didn't know exactly how far it was to finish and I knew I was really close on the time so I was kind of just like just blinders on okay. just like thank you but didn't say anything to anyone and just yeah when I could see the track it was such a huge relief Aww. but somehow I thought it was going to take me like four minutes to do 300 meters so that's <laughs> why I was running <laughs> also see also math difficult in yeah, 100 mile difficult. races <laughs> that's amazing um yeah, you crossed the line, second place, under the prior course record time. The time that you ran is a, you know, a mark that has st stood in ultra running for 11 years now. It's probably a mark that's going to stand for a while. That has to, that has to feel quite nice. It feels really cool, especially just to come here as like my first experience and have it be so great. I mean, that's why I'm hesitant to answer because I don't know if I could yeah. really top that. It's hard to replicate a really good day, especially in these longer distances. Exactly, yeah. So you're American, but I I tend to think of you as a European because I see you race in Europe. Um, and yeah, you're here in America racing sort of like the iconic 100-mile race. You talked before about how the starting line felt different. Um, can you position this race a little bit in the story of ultra running as you know it and compare it to, to European ultras a bit? I mean, it's really at the core of the sport, right, mm -hmm. in ultra running. Um, I, I've read about it in every ultra running book, you know, since I first was taken with the sport uh, many years ago. And, yeah, it just feels like I almost know more about it. Like, I feel like I have more ideas of it in my head from uh, all these other stories than from my own experience yesterday, which is really, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Um but yeah, it's really, it fe the feel is so different, it's really hard to describe. It like feels almost like a grassroots event, but then you know there's this huge complex organization yeah. going on behind it, but it feels really like familial, mm. um, which you, you can get that feeling in Europe, but I just think when you have those like bigger events, um, yeah, it's just harder to feel like it's as small a community, mm -hmm. um, but I think they both have positive like yeah. they both have their own they're just reasons. different yeah they're right. just really different yeah. it's interesting to hear you say that it has this yeah familial feel yet we know it's a giant organization there's like a thousand volunteers out there and yeah it's just interesting that it still has the the family feel yeah and I just love that all the volunteers are 
you know, it's just like people out with their campers, like making grilled cheeses and quesadillas. Quesadillas. <laughs> and yeah, it was just really fun to see everyone out there. It was a, a really exciting weekend for your family unit. Your partner, Germat, won the 90K of Mont Blanc. Uh, you came in second at Western States. What is next? What, yeah, what, what, what does the summer hold for, for you all? Yeah, so next up uh, will be Jarmont at UTMB. Okay. And you'll see me on the side of the trail. Um, I'm signed up for OCC, and oh. as of now, that's the plan. But I'm right now. I'm just taking a couple weeks to just uh, see what what I want to do, and yeah. just go home and be happy to be in my own bed again. What does a couple weeks off from running look for a person like Katie Shide? Oh, I don't know. I I didn't totally mean a couple weeks off from running, but oh. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, fine. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be super happy to see my bike again mm -hmm. and just be hiking. Like, okay, maybe off from running the type of running I've been doing the last few weeks. So more hiking. Um, You're going to go hike up something steep, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to go hike up something steep and get on my bike and yeah, just like be happy to be back in the mountains at mm -hmm. home. Katie Scheid, congratulations to you on your second place finish and a, um, yeah, an incredible performance under the prior course record. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>